Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, uh, we had a chat with a guy who had a bit of a fairy tale from the world of football, didn't he? He'd, um, he lost a lot of weight in lockdown and then came back to play football again. Look, let him tell you a story. He'll tell it better than me. And um, we also spoke to Jason Bell, the former NFL player, and who, of course, works on the BBC's NFL coverage. That's right, he'll tell it better than we do. Yeah, well, he will. I'm just giving you a a brief flavour for what's coming up. We had some clips. I won't go through all now, because you're going to hear them in a minute. There's a theme. And uh, we had a bit of a chat. We we? did. Talked a bit of England and et cetera. Yeah, here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Oh, good afternoon. <laughs> I mean, we did say it last week. I did say it to Henry Winter. I just couldn't see the point of these games and two of the worst games I've ever seen in my life. Mm. He learnt nothing about the team whatsoever that he didn't know before. It, you know, all he got was a load of aggro and the bad press this morning. Well, I, I mean, I can't see what the point is. Now the clubs have got two training sessions for the start of the Premier League. I yeah. just I mean, can't see the Henry point. Henry evangelises about England. He wrote the book, didn't he, on England? Yeah. Not uh, today, he wasn't. No, exactly. I mean, even, even he, he couldn't take it. Anymore, John Cross was also in the stadium last night, um, so yeah, we will commiserate with him uh, a little bit it's later not on. Fair, it's so hard to judge England with all these so many players missing, so many players unfair. I can't see the point. What we saw in these two games bears no resemblance to what we'll see in the European Championship. Certainly hope not. Well, I hope not. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> say that. <laughs> but uh, we'll come back was, to that in a minute. Yeah, well. there were some strange things that went on, but there you go. Hmm. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. We're going to talk about him later. But well, something uh, we can do, can talk about now that we wouldn't talk about with John was. Probably, I think, Martin, Martin Tyler, doing a fine job as always in commentary. Yeah. I think he was getting bored, Martin, because at one point it sort of turned into Danish, who do you think you are? <laughs> First, we found out a little more. Actually, a very interesting fact about Martin Brathwaite. Yes. He's only a Braithwaite because of a mistake on his passport. <laughs> yeah, it was good, but wasn't that it? was great. That was I the thought, most exciting moment of the that night. That was the best <laughs> night. It's the only thing I came away with. And then he started to talk about Thomas Delaney and his British roots. And I was waiting for Mark Strong's voiceovers. <laughs> <laughs> bloke could turn up with a big a pair of white gloves on and a big book and say, if we look here, then this is Thomas Delaney, this is 1573. You're related to the King of Spain or something like that. But uh, it didn't quite happen. But I think, yeah, Martin was, mm. he was just searching for facts in the end, in the absence of any fo- 
football being played. After ten minutes, honestly, I wanted to turn over and watch another episode of All or Nothing. Well, I know you were flicking back. You were flicking back to the cricket. It was a really <laughs> yeah. good system. Yeah. I mean, maybe you can tell us your stories this afternoon of, of watching more than one thing at once, but only on one screen. Because yeah. Andy was telling me that as Joffre Archer walked back for his running to bowl, he yeah. would turn over at the football, and then once he bowled. Uh, turn back you again. turn back again so it was just yeah. game seemed even more disjointed than it did when I'm watching <laughs> it in I said you're not missing anything doing that don't worry about it I'll stick yeah. with the football it was, so if you've got tales of that managing to watch two events on one telly uh, let us mm. know talksport.com text 81089 tweet T-S-H-A-N-D-J it was good to hear Matt Jarvis's name mentioned as the uh, Last Wolves player to play for England before Connor Cody. Yeah, now, that's now right. Now at Woking, as we well, heard we yesterday. we were talking about yeah, with Fletch and John yesterday, weren't we? Yeah, that's anyway, true. Anyway, I was about to say that uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, who we'll be talking about later, has agreed a £1 million plus deal yeah. to uh, do an ad for Compare the Market. Mm. And uh, he's basically going to fly to the UK in the next fortnight. Mm. Doesn't he have to quarantine? To shoot the scenes with the brand's popular meerkats, uh, Alexandra and Sergei. Yeah. And, uh, and a new meerkat, he doesn't know about, Lionel. Lionel Meerkat. It's a lot better than him. They do like a football thing together. It's Lionel Meerkat. They should introduce him. I did think, though, I mean, obviously, it, it's, it's been very successful, which is why they can afford the kind of celebrities mm. they do, including Cristiano. Oh, they're they're to great promote, ads. To pr- promote the yeah. uh, product. Mm. Um, but uh, it struck me why couldn't there be a football version of it? So, you know, if you're looking mm. for a player, you go in there and you put in uh, <laughs> a left-sided midfield idea. player <laughs> and then it compares the players, compare the f- c- compare the transfer market. Isn't, isn't that transfer mark thing exactly that? I think <laughs> yeah, this is what I need, this is how much money I've got, this is what I'm prepared to pay a month. Yeah. That would be good, wouldn't it? And you get uh, three tickets to the cinema if you if you end up <laughs> spending 20 million quid on a player. It'd be good, wouldn't yeah. it, every Wednesday. Or you can do it like Leicester and spend to, uh, sell players for 257 million and buy them for 120 one million. Yeah, that's a brilliant that's a good way of working, isn't, isn't it? Yeah. Good way of working. Uh, they, yeah, very funny, honestly, the tabloids are so funny the way they, they're so deferential to the Queen. I mean, we all love the Queen and everything, but, yeah. you know, let's face it. Well, you do know. you want them to go on, the, on the attack then? No, but <laughs> this sort in. of reporting drives me mad. The Queen is leading Brits by example by ending her summer break and going back to the office. Yeah. You think uh, palace uh, chiefs have revealed the Queen and Duke of Edinburgh will leave Balmoral Balmoral, ne- Balmoral next week <laughs> and we'll head to <laughs> Andrew. So they're leaving one castle to go to another castle, yeah. yeah. And uh, then they'll be back at Windsor Castle. That's another castle. Well, you want to get a council flat no, somewhere? No. Sue and Townsend in, situation. Incredibly, she then plans to get back to the office at Buckingham Palace, another palace. So she's not actually going on the tube to a big office block in the centre of town, isn't she? She's basically, you know... Well, she's the Queen, Andy. I mean, well, yeah, but fine, but don't say that, that she's ending, going back to the office, because that's not what it is, is it? It's not... She's just going from one She's castle. a grafter. She puts in the hours. She She puts in the hours. She's not going on the tube, is she? No, she isn't. She isn't going on the tube. And nor would I expect a lady of 90, nearly 100 years old to go on the tube either. It's not safe. It's unlikely she'll take on any engagements outside the palace. Yeah. Well, fair enough. She's probably not having a gathering of more than six of her family, (laughs) indoors or outdoors. I heard she's having a rave. Is that, yeah, they're going to have to shut her down. It can't be easy being a Beckham, uh, really. I suppose in some ways it isn't, other ways it isn't. I'll swap. So, okay. (laughs) Actually, I wouldn't swap. You never swap with anybody, really. Well, you don't. That's right. You're old. No, it's a very good point. Uh, Romeo Beckham, uh, David and Victoria's uh, oh, offspring, yeah. he uh, he went shopping with his girlfriend, Mia, and uh, this is the kind no, of... She's not Mia. She's Nicola Peltz, is his no, fiance. No, you're thinking of Romeo. 
You're Brooklyn. Thinking, no, I said Romeo. Oh, Romeo, yeah. sorry. What do you mean, oh, Romeo? You're going to have to finish the whole quote there, aren't you? You can't just say, oh, Romeo. Yeah, sorry. Remember we had that clip? I couldn't see wherefore he was. <laughs> well, he was in Sloan Square shopping with his girlfriend, Mia, who's obviously gutted now, thinks he's going out with Brooklyn's girlfriend. There's oh, yeah, sorry. some strange anyway, carry on, Sorry for interrupting you there. We, we, had, this, we had this clip, didn't we, years ago when uh, Alan Brazil, I don't know if we can ever find it, but I, I, I set you to work this afternoon, John. Speaking of Romeo Zondervan, the old Ipswich player, you know. And Alan said, Romeo, Romeo, where are you at the moment? I thought, that's not how it works, Al. You're going to have to... <laughs> it was, it was if, a good clip, I do remember If it. we can find it. Anyway, yeah, Romeo unlikely. Beckham, uh, 18, with that with his 17-year-old girlfriend, <laughs> Mia... Um, that, yeah. yeah, and he wore a face mask to hit the shops, or he would do because he can't go in them otherwise. <laughs> yeah. So it does limit your options. Um, Pulitzer's yeah. all round for this line as well. Yeah. Romeo, eighteen, and Mia, seventeen, who dropped her mask to eat a grape. <laughs> well, you can't actually shove it through the mask. That's your David Blaine, can you? Was spotted, spotted checking out the luxury shop. So they would do them in Sloan Square. There's not a Mr. Byrights there, is there, for goodness sake? That's a good old name from the past. Here we are. Mr. Byrights. I see, that's the one that great. So I think that's Daniel Levy's brother. Was the man that had uh, Mr. Byrights? Yeah, if, if the QI elves are listening, feel free to put that, that in the you, Is that a joke or is that no, true? I think, I, thought it was, no, okay. I think that's true. I could be wrong. Yeah, it's funny you mention all that gossipy stuff because I was mm. thinking this morning, I don't even know why I read it. It's, it's all such nonsense. I mean, Brooklyn Beckham's. <laughs> you just realised after 20 yeah, years. Exactly. Former girlfriends Lottie Moss and Hannah Cross went on a night out. Lottie Moss and Hannah Cross. You've got to have a system. <laughs> Macclesfield boss Dave Moss. Yeah. That's I it. don't even know why they mentioned it. But anyway, I mean, it's really interesting, isn't it? That the, the offspring, really. no, not at all, of, of <laughs> the Beckhams has be- have become such a staple of the gossip. Yeah, columns. yeah, they are the tabloid then, currency, aren't they? Maya Gemma, of course, has had a great summer with a. Peter Crouch show and yeah. doing this, uh, you, what's it called, Soccer Age on Sunday. Yeah. But they're talking about she was having an online Q&A with the US singer Madison Beer, who slated her ex-boyfriend, club promoter Zach Beer. They're only here for the beer. <laughs> it's far too much beer. Well, if nothing else, you got that one in end. <laughs> Thank you very much. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. Hawksby and Jacobs uh, here on Talk Sport. Well, there's uh, quite a sporting mm. representation in the forthcoming Strictly, isn't there? Nicola Adams is doing it, uh, yeah. gold medal winning boxer, as is the former NFL star, Jason Bell, we're very pleased to say, joins us now. Jason, good afternoon. Hey, what's going on? Yeah. Yes, I am excited for Strictly. I'm sure, I'm <laughs> sure, sure you, you are. are. Or Dancing with the Stars, as you're probably calling it. <laughs> oh, no, I'm calling it Strictly, my friend. <laughs> so is it? Um, we've heard that it's a bubble, that you've got to be in a bubble for the whole of the show, is that right? Uh, all the protocols have not been put in place yet. Uh, they're keeping us up to date, though, with everything. And uh, the team at Strictly is going to stick to all the government guidelines and keep everybody safe. But I'm not sure exactly what that entails yet. Wow. So you've you've not started training at all then, Jason? No, is it a bit too early? Well, I'm thinking of it like I do the NFL season. I can, I'm, I'm controlling what I can control, which is uh, my conditioning, you know, flexibility, range of motion. All those good things. So I'm just getting ready to be ready. Do, do you feel you're a good dancer? Have you always felt, you know, you, you, you're, you're, you're going to sort of take to this quite easily? You know, I was a defensive back in the NFL, so we're known for our footwork. And I've mm. always felt really confident on the dance floor uh, here and there. But it's all different now, right? You're getting critiqued by real professionals, taught by the best 
So uh, I'm going in humble, but hopefully all those uh, footwork drills I did all my life kick in. Yeah, football players, you know, they have to read the playbook. They have to, they have to take in a lot, you know, perhaps more than other things. So hopefully the dancing will come naturally and the teaching will come naturally to you. I'm hoping so. You know, the best thing you can do is be a good student when somebody's trying to teach you something. So I'm, I'm ready to fully engage with the whole process. A lot of people, a lot of sports people in the States, including from the NFL, I think in the forthcoming series of Dancing with the Stars, to, I can't, I'm not sure, I can't remember it was now, but there's an NFL player in it. So it's, it's got, again, both both the, both sides of the pond. We've had a lot of sports people involved. And they've in this country, the cricketers have done very well, Jason, as you'll probably know. Yeah, see, yeah, in the States, there's been plenty of NFL players that have won. Mm. I remember my former teammate Emmett Smith winning being the first one that won years ago the NFL's leading all-time rusher so yeah it's time to come over here and represent and yes the cricketers got something good going on so I'm going to watch some tape of them and figure out what they've done well. <laughs> Emmett Smith definitely had dancing feet you're not wrong about that. Yeah. So what about the NFL this season it's going to be unlike any season we've ever seen before isn't it? Yeah this is new I mean when have you ever watched an NFL game with uh, the, an empty stadium or half empty. That's never happened. So all, you know, without a preseason. Uh, so we're, it's like college football where you're just out there in the first game without really seeing what the product is in the preseason like we've been able to. So I'm very interested to see the teams that have the discipline to start fast and not make mistakes that you usually do in the preseason. That'll be very interesting. And just how players do on the field without – um. The crowds, you know, some players, elite players with the crowd noise and all that, they just play better mm -hmm. and they come, to, they shine in those kind of opportunities. So it's going to be interesting to see how teams bond together when it's just the two sidelines looking at each other. And I feel in a fortunate position because they can learn um, from what's been going on in uh, the NBA and in baseball as well, can't they? I mean, good and bad. There'll be things that they can cherry pick what's worked and what hasn't worked for those other two sports. So they're in a, they've got an advantage there, I think. Yeah, without a doubt, timing has really worked out in the, in the NFL's favor. And the medical department and the NFL as a whole has done such a great job preparing for this because they've had that time. Mm. I mean, now that training camp has started, uh, the COVID tests are daily. And there has been, uh, they've handled it really well. Even when they got a scare, they had three different testing facilities within the U.S. So they were able to now test those positive tests that came up and realize they were false positive. So they are prepared for everything. There's going to be a lot of focus also on the pre-game in terms of the anthem, in terms of taking the knee. We started in the NFL with Colin Kaepernick, of course, So, and it's now spread around the world. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do, and, and the NFL seem much more behind this now than they were before. Yes, they are. They're behind their players. Uh, they're behind their players as individuals and their team. And I, I think we will see players continue to use their voice. I mean, when people believe in something, and especially athletes, because there is a platform, they need to cast a light on what they believe in. And for a lot of NFL players, it's uh, police brutality and abuse of force. So they want to continue to shed a light on that, because if you do not admit something exists, you cannot solve it. And players are going to continue to push that narrative so people will have empathy 
and find a way to understand and communicate to where we can solve these issues. Uh, on the on the virus, just going back to the virus, Jason, I mean, because it's not in a bio-bubble like the NBA, and as we've seen in baseball, it's not going to be without problems. We we really can't expect the NFL season. We hope it does, but we can't expect it to, to, to pass without some incidents along the way because you've got, you've got teams travelling. You can only do so much, really, if they're not in a bubble as they are in, in the NBA. You know, you hope everything works out, but you got to realise with travel in the NFL, it is sort of a natural bubble. Mm. We're in the night before we go to the hotel with only the team, then that we go to the game and we don't see anybody else except the opponent. It isn't like four or five day road trips. It's in and out of the city. So you kind of operate in that natural bubble when you do go on the road. But when you are at home, you need to understand, and everyone does, that you need to be disciplined on and off the field this year because anything or change can really throw off your ability to get on the field. So you're going to have to work strictly around your work on the, on the NFL show for the Bee Bite, I guess. You're still going to be doing that as well. Oh, 100%. <laughs> hey, I got to do it all. Hey, you got to do it all. That's what I, I love this challenge because it's, it's going to keep me busy. It's challenging. I'm a little nervous. And whenever I feel that way, I know I'm doing the right thing because that's where growth happens. Luckily, I got my great friends. O.C. Humanure and Mark Chapman to kind of, you know, keep, you know, keep me afloat. And those guys will take care of me. So I know we'll be able to do everything we need to do to keep putting a good product on our show. They're, they're going to be mm. joshing you, though, as, as, uh, as long as you stay in the competition. <laughs> they there. Yeah, you're going to, there's quite a lot of gentle ribbing going on, I would imagine. Oh, they're, they're, they're going to destroy me. Those guys <laughs> are hilarious. And they, it's, they gang up on me. And it's just so fun. I mean, I, I, I love those guys, and, and I can't wait, man. That's going to be one of the, the best experiences this whole thing is just joking with those two. Okay, f- finally then, Jason, taking everything into account we've just discussed, uh, who do you fancy? Who do you think could go all the way and win the Super Bowl based on, on uh, recruiting and what you've seen so far and what you expect? You know, it's tough right now. you gotta, you, you, you got to think Kansas City can repeat, but that would be easy. I am going with the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, okay. They mm. were that close. I like the way that team is built. And I think with their schedule and, you know, everything else, they can get there and they have that hunger. It's going to be hard. It's a lot of tough teams, but I'm, I'm rolling with them. I'm stepping out there. 49ers, okay, we'll, we'll make a note of that and get on to our bookmakers. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. The Talksport Clips of the Week. Well, in February 2002, that was absolutely correct because uh, these have emerged from some dusty old mini discs found in a corner. And, these uh, are very old. The producer has had a listen to these and he's repurposed them, uh, given us fresh introductions to all the clips. We've not uh, heard these since 2002. No. So, Andy, you Why can't remember we? what happened last week, <laughs> so I'll be surprised if you remember any Funny of these. Funny enough, I do remember. They, as I'm reading them, they come back to me. Well, OK, well, let's find out. We kick off, as we have many times uh, down the years, with Mike Parry. And one thing that definitely hasn't changed over all that time is the quality of his impressions. I'm sure he hasn't turned round to people and said, uh, I haven't got rid of that great yark yet, I'm staying on for another season. No, I don't think that's the case at all. Anybody? That was uh, that was for Alex Ferguson. He was doing then. It's great, wasn't it? Brilliant. Just a central casting bad Scottish accent. I could tell though. And another thing that hasn't improved is Mr. Perry's singing ability. San Jose. You look at that window now, and you, you don't think of San Jose, do you? San Jose. There's a song in that, isn't it? Is this the way to San Jose? Not that song, though. <laughs> no, not really. Just exist. <laughs> two beautiful mashup of two Marilla songs. <laughs> Dear me. Mike Boville now, a man whose jobs at TalkSport range from food taster to running TalkSport 2, uh, bringing us the news and going a bit Brian Butterfield. <laughs> Golf Jack Nicholas has pulled out of this year's US Masters in Augusta. The six times winner has been suffering from a brat problem. Is that Brian Badonde? Uh, you've got the wrong Brian. The producer's got the wrong Brian. He's gone down the Butterfield route. And that's not all. Anyway, he's producing clips himself. Well, look, he, he wasn't even born when these clips went out. That's true. That's... How old were you when these clips went out? You were about tw- two? What was he? He was 11. 11. He probably barely old enough to listen to him. <laughs> anyway. Here's Mike Parry alongside Anna Brazil taking a call. Let's go to the M6 and Andy. Morning, Andy. Morning. Yeah, I have to agree with Mr. Dem. Mr. Dem, right? Yeah, definitely. S- so, um... Some Dem, that's Chinese food, isn't it? <laughs> dim sum, uh, yeah, dim sum. <laughs> dim sum, you dumpling. <laughs> yes. Dumpty. He hasn't changed, has he, Mike? Uh, b- back to the news again, and it's our old mate Pete Abbott. Triple Olympic gold medalist Matthew Pinsent will today be sworn in as a member of the International Olympic Committee. It will replace the Czech world javelin champion Jan Zelezny. It's easy for you to say, Pete. Yes. Now, you may remember this from the moose in the classic clips a couple of weeks ago. 
And Paris Hilton's been arrested on suspicion of drink driving, the IT girl, heiress. <laughs> yes, the IT girl. Well, for some reason, the big owl was at it as well. Now, um, IT girl or it girl ta- uh, Tara Palmer Tompkinson. He <laughs> <laughs> stumbled his way through there. She could, yeah, of course. Uh, so, um, what's next, Andy? Here's an incredibly youthful Adrian Durham alongside Ray Houghton taking a call. No, wait, 704-2020. Let's go to Ray in Stoke-on-Trent. Wants to talk about the veil. Yeah, well, I say Ray Houghton and, and uh, Aidan Dunn, you've got a good sports station, 1033-1089, sports station of the nation in, in London. Thanks, Thank you you did Thanks very much for that. That's very kind of you. Yeah, well, he just basically yeah. spelled out... That, uh, that wh- caller, is he all that? Yeah. <laughs> he did sound young, didn't he? He did. A young Adrian Durham. Well, the older <laughs> version's here at four. Um, b- back to um, Mr Brazil, commentating on his beloved Ipswich town alongside Jim Proudfoot and getting a bit sidetracked. You mentioned Axel there, Jim, and, of course, uh, uh, this is a big... I don't know if you're aware, Ipswich is a big insurance town, you know. You've got Willis Caroon here, you've got Axa. It's, it's a massive employment... Um, area here Ipswich for the insurance industry it's Peralta <laughs> and Alan never paid for insurance again that is fantastic until this day oh, I like that that was brilliant and finally uh, this is overnight presenter Joe Dutch Holland taking a call on the uh, F1 I'm just ringing up to talk about David Coulthard and I think he's going to win tonight fourth on the morning. grid pardon fourth on the grid am I right Third. Is he third? Well, he's third uh, earlier and earlier when I watched it. I think he's fourth. Schumacher's third. Uh, Barrichello one. Uh, it's all good position. Michael Schumacher two. Ralph Schumacher three. No, no, sure. He was in third fourth. position, but wasn't he? Listen, he's fourth, all right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you called him Ben Coulthard. <laughs> More to the point. He's now a country and western singer, you know. He is. He lives in America. He's a country and western. Not that caller, not uh, Mr. Ben Coulthard. We mean Dutch Holland. <laughs> yeah. But of course, here we go. Yeah. This is We've played, you've heard this before, oh, but yeah, this, this was the first time. Nothing could top Dutch Holland's legendary soliloquy on the dangers of fresh fruit. Strap yourselves in. The funny thing is just how much Victoria Beckham seems to be loathed. This is what I can't understand. Apparently at a recent performance she had fruit and vegetables thrown at her. Poor girl. And they can be lethal. I remember a little while ago there was a a phase of a hooligan throwing vegetables out of a speeding car and he caused no end of damage. I think he actually murdered someone with a turnip, didn't he? Was it a turnip or a carrot? Thrown at very, very high speeds. I was once told that if you drop a pea off the Empire State Building, that could cause death. Nasty business. It shouldn't be laughed at. It shouldn't be laughed at. Some poor celebrity having fruit and vegetables thrown at them. I suppose rotten tomatoes... Well, you can just about excuse that. Eggs. Eggs may be. But the trouble is with eggs... What if they hit the celebrity on the temple, sharp end up, so to speak? Because I was once told that an experiment was done with an egg and it was dropped from a helicopter and it landed sharpest end down, sharpest end first, and it didn't crack. So presumably, it must be a tremendous force there. 
Who was telling him this stuff? <laughs> Who was telling him these things about eggs and peas and Victoria Beckham? Who threw and... that egg? Tom Brady. Can you get an egg to hit somebody like that? Perfect spiral. Yeah, yeah. And they... also, did they ever catch the veg? The veg, the turnip murderer. The veg turning murderer. murderer. Yeah, what a strange, what a strange Dutch uh, Holland, is. Dutch Holland, and his uh, his uh, legendary overnight shows. Yes. They were yeah, country and western singer now in the states, believe it or not. Um, so there we are. We'll have some more. Max Russian, not a, not aware of the work of Dutch oh, Holland, has just it, sent it, me a text. Was, Who is this guy? Yeah, he says eggs on the temple. I'm crying. Eggs on the temple. I think is a track from his second album, <laughs> which he, he made in Nashville. <laughs> So there we are. We'll have some more uh, clips of the midweek for you. All being well. Dutch next will be on week. the warm up on Sunday. <laughs> Barry will be off. <laughs> yeah, that's Max, it. Get, Max get him and on. Dutch. They'll be. Uh, but the best thing there, Mark, I'll, all I'll take away from that little section is him saying, "Look, he's fourth. All right. <laughs> you shouldn't be shouting at the listeners. <laughs> really, you shouldn't be shouting at the listeners. <laughs> that's like, like that. I did a phone in. <laughs> <laughs> it would be the Andy Jacobs bad tempered phone in. That would be great, Andy. <laughs> well, I'm not sure about that. No, it probably wouldn't be a do for you. That mm, I think. yes, could be difficult. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talksport. Hawksby and Jacobs here on Talksport. We, we we we're laughing because we've just seen a big team photo we just some fresh photos done yeah they're very very good not just us but all the talk sport presenters know that you'll see those in the fullness of time but there's a there's a kind of long sorry, there's a long one of of all of us together and all the presenters from all the shows and uh andy is just he, he thinks he looks like uncle albert ridiculous <laughs> get him in a duffel coat and a hat we should have done sure really. about this decision to stop dyeing my beard <laughs> you're gonna get it's, it's, it's the moment it's made you realize you're gonna go in for the full dark beard are you i'm going back to like the bloke milk. in the lift from the original <laughs> producers going back to that right the very dark beard okay well we look forward to that yes that sounds good doesn't it in the meantime Andy have you got anything else you want to talk to us about yeah, I've got today's pointless survey oh yeah we love a pointless survey do, yeah. this is um, from the good people at hmm. uh, Play Like Mum I don't know who they are I don't know. Mickey Mouse has been voted the world's favourite Disney cartoon character he edged out it's quite sporty he edged out Donald Duck and Winnie the Pooh to win in a poll <laughs> great news I know. it's not really the, the world's is it Play Like Mum I mean how many people voted I can't imagine that many okay um Leather trousers, raunchy but and now comfy, are in. The old ones were clingy and spray-on, but the new wave are looser and will flatter, says Charlie Gowans Eglinton in The Times. It's brilliant, isn't it? I do love a bit of fashion chat. But talking of bad fashion, oh, yeah. the Mass United third shirt we were talking about is, it is a poor piece of design. Oh. Yeah. It's Even interesting. La- the third the third shirt feels like that the, the mm. things that the the things that the um, designers <laughs> no. can't do with the first and second shirt. Yeah, um, it feels like they can with the third. And funny enough, James Corrigan writing about this in the Telegraph today, and he had a quote from uh, Florian Alt. Florian Alt. He's the vice president of um, global communications. Florian Alt, right? Yeah, it is Florian Alt, right? We make your own mind up here. Yeah. Uh, he is the vice president of global brand communications for mm. Adidas. He said, "We have more freedom around third kits mm. as they are less guided by tradition or expectation. We can introduce some real innovation." Well, yeah, call yeah. it that. But that's not innovation. That's it's not symmetric. And I think so it the doesn't... shirt in itself is fine, but the fact the shorts and the socks are similar. If they had black shorts and black mm, socks, I don't even like the shirt because you've got a thicker stripe. 
you, you've got a thinner yeah. stripe, Messi's and then behaved. you've got the three stripes in another colour going across the shoulder. It's, it, design-wise, it's, it's absolutely terrible. And a, a few people have made the point. You do wonder mm. if it could go the same way as the grey kit, because in empty stadiums, mm. I mean, how, how often are they going to wear it, though? Let's be honest. I mean, they, well, well, they do wear it, though, do don't they? wear your third they, kit? Well, they wear it so they can sell it. I mean, they do yeah. occasionally. Although James Corrigan did make the point today that actually Manchester mm. United had one of their finest hours in a third kit. Because um, uh, when they played in the 68 uh, European Cup final against Benfica, they were wearing blue and white was their away kit, which they weren't able to wear. And of course, they didn't wear red. So the third kit has got a special place in United fans' hearts of a certain age, of course. And we've gone yellow with a badge. It's kind of like the home kit. It's actually quite nice. it's the home kit I'm not particularly impressed with, but the other two they've not done a bad job with. So, uh, and yours, of course, is oh, is, it's is Palace, Palace. It's very circa nineteen ninety. Yeah, would you would you buy that to the point where if you're a Chelsea fan walking around it, you'd feel a bit odd because oh, people think you're a that. Palace fan. I definitely they? wouldn't buy that. But I reckon that going. I mean, in a sense, you're helping the club if you buy the shirt. But yeah. I reckon that not going to the match must affect shirt sales. It must. Do you think? Isn't it no, a way I do. Of... I mean, you, you generally, if you buy a football shirt, I mean, I wore them for many years. I don't tend to buy them now, but when I, when I did, I wore it at the match. I didn't buy it and wear it <laughs> out for, for dinner. dinner you no, know. I mean, you, you tend not you know, to, do you? No, you know, so it's got to have an effect, I would have thought, but... You know. I tell you what, the, the all or nothing, seeing the games has mm. really made me miss going to the matches. Oh, um, yeah. it, that's, mm. that's, you know, because you're getting this kind of wonderful footage often quite high up of, um, of 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 the matches that you watch and it, it does seem odd looking at the yeah, stadium. Just the crowds going so so excited after the yeah. City game. And, it's yeah. made me want to get no, back no. there at some stage, but they say after today that might be a bit more difficult. Andy, can I, put, can I give you a little test? Mm. I know you like these. Yeah. <laughs> I say that. Um, this guy, Andy, the photo doctor we spoke to uh, on the show the other week, does brilliant sort of colourisation. He found this old oh, yeah. um, thing that he's, he's sort of... Um, retouched and made it uh, quite readable. Mm. It was an old thing about cockney rhyming slang. Oh. And uh, <laughs> some of it's quite weird and wonderful, so I thought I'd put you to the test. Oh, good. Um, so we'll start with a Weeping Willow. What do you think Weeping Willow is in cockney rhyming slang? I've got to come up uh, what it means. What it means. So I'm going to so, I'll give you a so, call. I'm going to put I'm going to lay my head on my old weeping willow. Uh, okay, I'm with you now. Pillow. Obviously. Pillow, that's yeah, it, yeah. Okay, and right. uh, there's famous ones like North and South. Mouth. Mouth, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, jam jar, that's a famous one, Andy. Of course, your car. Yeah, yeah. Plates of meat. There, yeah, there's yeah. your old uh, staples. Battle cruiser. Battle cruiser, Andy. Battle cruiser. Off down the old battle cruiser. Oh, boozer. Boozer, that's yeah. it. You're getting there, aren't you? That's right, yeah. It's been bruiser. <laughs> it uh, I never heard this one before. One for Ali Ross. Uh, custard and jelly. Custard and jelly. Custard and jelly. Ali Ross, I said custard and jelly. Telly. Telly. Telly, that's it. I yeah, something that's Scotland. Right. I don't know. I, now, let's I only see Ali in terms of Scotland. Let's tread carefully around the, the following ones, Andy. Okay. Iron tank. <laughs> I'm just off to Iron Tank. Please. The bank. Oh, the bank. Well done. Yeah. For you. Yeah. Um Dickory. Why would you call it the Iron Tank. It's okay. Yeah. It's all. Yeah. Uh, I'm just off down the old Iron Tank. Uh what about uh you know this one? Dickory Dock. You know clock, that one, don't yeah, you? That's Clock, clock of yeah. course. Which other ones uh, can we give you? Glasgow Rangers, which is probably why Andy put it on there, because they're yeah. his team. Glasgow Rangers, they were a bunch... They played like a bunch of Glasgow Rangers. Strangers. Strangers, yeah. Oh, I'd never yeah. heard that one. Yeah. This was a, a a new one on me. And uh, if I can find you one more, I think you're playing along at home. Um, 
No, that's that's a terrible one. Um, what about um, Pimple and Blotch? Pimple and Blotch. I can't. I've never heard anybody Ali say. Ali Ross is Pimple and Blotch. Is he? Why? What's that? Scotch. Yeah. Well, it is Scotch. He's not Scotch. I know he's not Scotch. You're fine. You've entered into Rodney Marsh. That is Rodney Marsh territory. Country there. So there we are. Just a crash course uh, in uh, Cockney rhyming slang from back in the day. It's good. Now, um, somebody who might remember that is the OAP that hasn't seen a doctor since yeah. 1950. Mm. Uh, he hasn't seen a doctor for 70 years. Ex-brewery worker Bernard Laws, 87, never took a sick day in 50 years. He last went to the GP at 18 to have a fitness test for national service the non-drinker eats a hot meal a day of plain english food like sausage egg and chips oh, yeah, nice. and he puts it down to that and the fact that he climbed 110 church stairs to wind a clock for three days a week for 44 years i say that's more likely why you've not been to the doctor rather than eating a plate of sausage egg and chips every day <laughs> it's like also probably eaters. almost certainly in the genes but never mind well done to you there yeah uh, well done to uh, Oliver Burton. He's got a move to Sheffield United. Feels like mm. a good a good move on the face. It's been an yeah. interesting career, isn't it? It was like, it was at Forest. It was this kind of wonder kid. Went off to RB Leipzig. Was a bit of a pioneer of those mm. of those players, sure. British players, uh, going off to and got some games out there. But came back. And, yeah, I've seen him, watched him a couple of times. He looked all yeah, right. Yeah, he's looked decent. Yeah. So I think you know it didn't quite happen for him at West Brom, did it? So uh, it could be good news for Scotland. That. And so, we're hoping to speak to. Uh, David Gordon, a lifelong South End United supporter and regular Dream Team player, he won the Suns Dream Team last year. Because yeah. it is that time of year where people start to think about their teams, don't they, and what they're going to do. And he's, Absolutely. He can talk about his tactics. He won 75 grand. He's got an interesting not... story, and he can give you a few tips, so we'll yeah. try and track him down. But yeah. I think, this, <laughs> you know when someone's got two uh, surnames, uh, two first names mm. as their name, so he's David Gordon. Yeah. So I'm sure normally they'd say the headline would be, fancy winning big like Dave, but they put, fancy winning big like Gordon. Gordon. <laughs> it's a bit harsh, isn't it? He used his last... Yeah, bit the, public school. So the sub either went to public school or they sort of got confused. I doubt it. it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we'll, uh, you we'll crack on and we'll have your... I don't know, I knew your... a sub at the Sun and he did go to public school. Oh, OK. Well, I'm not, I'm not making posh. a value judgment. I just, I'm just... I, you could be right. He could be quite bad. Maybe monocles are plenty on the whatever floor they're on. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Talks me and Jacobs uh, here on Talk Sport. Now, um, in lockdown, yeah, some people had sort of different responses to that when they came back and played football. You know, others some struggled, uh, some uh, looked very, very good. This is a, a fantastic story of someone who, who played football at a decent level mm. uh, back in the day uh, and uh, used lockdown as a chance to, uh, if you like, rehabilitate from a football point of view. And it had the desired effect. Uh, so joining us now to tell us more uh, from uh, Sawbridgeworth Town, Kieran Amos. Good afternoon, Kieran. Hi, how are you doing? Yeah, yeah we're good, thank you. Now, we said you played a pretty decent standard, but um, as you'd be the first to admit, you'd put on a bit of weight and you uh, you weren't playing. You hadn't been playing till quite recently. But in lockdown, you decided to address that, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I did. So uh, when, when I was younger, I was playing at uh, Bishop Stortford, mm-hmm. uh, playing for the reserves in the academy there. And um, I also played for Takeley FC in the Essex Senior League as well. Um, and yeah, like I say, I, I snapped my ankle, I snapped the ligaments in my ankle when I was 17, just before my 18th birthday. So I had to have reconstruction. Right. And um, from, from that moment, I kind of, that was where the uh, weight gain started. Okay. So, I mean, you know, it's not yeah. easy to lose that weight. And as, you know, seven stands are a lot. How did you do it? 
So, to be honest with you, there's no real secret. It was just, uh, it was my brother. He's actually, I've said it before, he's training to join the Marines. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, so he's out every day running and he's in the gym and looking after himself. And he just said to me on the first day that lockdown started, really, do you want to come out for a run with me? And I thought, no, not at all. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> um, it, but that's the brutal truth. And um, he said, right, I'll tell you what, step on the scales, weigh yourself, see where you're at, we'll set a target. And um, uh, and yeah, come out with me. So I thought, okay, fine. So uh, he he went and did a 5K or 10K or whatever he did. And he said, right, just join me for the first kilometre and, and test yourself, really. And uh, I think I stopped about four or five times on that first run round. Wow. wow. Yeah. So I was uh, uh, to say I was unfit is an understatement, I think. Yeah, especially as you, you know, you've been a, a, a pretty decent standard sort of athlete in your day. You played yeah, sport. You must feel so much better now. Yeah, yeah, I feel uh, on top of the world, really. Mm. And then, you know, when you consider where I was at, and I thought I was all right at the time, that's the worrying thing. But it was 20, you were 21 stone six that day you, you got on the scales that first yeah. day of lockdown. And it was difficult. I mean, an awful lot of people, I know I did, an awful lot of people actually put weight on in that period. Uh, yeah. You know, you were living a very different sort of life. So, I mean, it must have been quite difficult at times to, to stick with it. Did you have any sort of blips along the way? Not really, no, no. It's, it's um, so obviously I'd, I'd had to change. Uh, I've dieted before in the past, mm. and for me, I, you know, speaking with a lot of people, that they made it very clear that it, it can't just be a short-term fix, which is what I'd done previously. Yeah. So I'd kind of made that decision that look, I'm going to do it. I'm going to give it a go, and I can't just diet. I actually have to make this a lifestyle change. Mm. And uh, I think for me, that was the biggest, biggest thing. Yeah. I mean, from that then, you, you decided, look, I'm feeling a lot fitter now. I want to get playing football again. And uh, how did you get involved with Sawbridgeworth Town? So I've so I've always coached, really. Mm. Um, I, I was part of the coaching team with uh, one of my old coaches, Morgan LaForce, who he was fantastic with me, brought me in uh, to do a bit of coaching with his under-18 team, who's done really well in the FA Youth Cup. So I was there the year that we drew Barnet away in that competition. All right. uh, lost 2-1 in that. And then we took the under-23s that same season at Stortford as well. Um, so I, I'd kind of dipped my toes in the coaching and then we went over to Ilford at the start of last season. Um, and then obviously we left there around October time and Lee contacted me at Sawbridgeworth. Um, he's the first team manager there, Lee Mackman, and he basically said, you know, do you want to come in and help me out? So I thought, yeah, great. And um, that, that's where the, the, the coaching kind of led into me thinking, right, well, maybe I could play. Yeah. What did that so, first game feel yeah. like, though? Because, I mean, it's one, all those years. it's one thing running and, and losing weight and running, getting, but we all know football, touch back and football fitness is a completely different thing, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, so, so I, I was quite fortunate. I've got a large group of friends who, who all play. Um, a lot of them play in the Sunday side. Uh, Rayal had an FC that I've kind of been in and around and involved with over the uh, last year or so. And um, a group of them, as well as guys who play in the same league that I play in, have all been kind of training recently. So once lockdown measures were lifted and we could start training again, I had probably 15, 16 boys all grouped off training together. So I, I kind of eased my way back in through that. And, um, yeah, like I say, as soon as pre-season started again with Sawbridgeworth, I went back in and the manager, he set me a target of weight loss at the start of lockdown so that I could reach it. Mm. Um, I kind of exceeded it, if I'm honest. He set me a five-stone weight loss. That was just to get back playing initially. 
And, yeah. you know, to be able to train with the side. And, and then he basically left it up to me and said, if you lose the weight, you can train, but then it's down to you to earn your place in the team. And to complete the fairy tale, you yeah, turned out in the FA Cup extra uh, preliminary round and uh, yeah. scored an 89th minute winner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was... Uh, it was crazy. It was actually the 91st minute. Oh, was it? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, sorry, I had to add that on. Um, yeah, no, it was the 91st minute and they just had a man sent off and it was going to go straight to penalties. Um, that, that's just the rules in the FA Cup this season, I believe. Uh, so, yeah, it, it was it was an incredible feeling, if I'm brutally honest with you. It, I don't really remember that much of it. And you've it, scored a hat-trick subsequently in the Essex Senior yeah. uh, League as well. Yeah, so the Saturday, on the Saturday, yeah, I... Um, I don't know what's going on at the moment. I think it's a bit of good luck. Yeah. Now, so uh, finally, yeah, there, is, there is no sort of magic bullet, is there? You, 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 you said, you know, you cut out the junk food, uh, you ate yeah. sensibly, and you exercised. So that really is ultimately always the key, isn't it? You eat, you know, you eat sensibly, and maybe eat less, always. eat the right the things, drink as well, and exercise. Yeah, yeah. What about, yeah. you, what about still, drink? Still, Did yeah. you allow yourself the odd the odd pint along the way? Or I don't I don't drink anyway. Oh, okay. so that certainly helps. Yeah, that that was quite fortunate. It was purely the food. Um, <laughs> but I, I saw a quote early in lockdown which, which said, you know, you might not always be motivated, so just be disciplined. And I think that was that was kind of really key for me. I had that written on a piece of paper in my bedroom every morning. I saw that, so it, it kind of just spurred me on and reminded me that. You know, even if I don't feel like doing it, get out and do it anyway because it's all going to benefit me. Yeah. So you're obviously going to keep playing for the club. It sounds like it's going very well. Yeah, we had a game last night as well. Uh, we drew one all with Clapton, and then we've got the uh, FA Cup again this Saturday. So we've got St Margaret's Bree at home. Uh, so yeah, it should be a good game. The local paper picked up on it, but disappointing, they've not got you holding a pair of your old trousers, which is the traditional pose. <laughs> yeah, when they came in, I was at work, unfortunately, and they didn't tell me they were coming. So. <laughs> you look like it. I mean, I've you do look very different. They've, they've got a before, well, they've got a before and after, and uh, yeah. you look like a completely different bloke. Yeah, I had a really round head, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. it's scary, actually. It's scary. It, it so, really is scary. So do you want to lose a bit more? Or are you happy? Are you, are you down to your best playing weight now? How's it, how's it working? Do you know what? I think, I mean, initially I'd set the target that, you know, if I'm working to the target I initially set, I would say I still would like to lose another half a stone. Um, if I'm honest with you, I, I'm... I'm pretty comfortable where I'm at now. I'm purely just maintaining. And mm. I think if I continue, we've got eight games this month. So oh. I think oh, yeah. the more football that I play, I think naturally I will just lose that weight anyway. Yeah. Um, and, and I think, yeah, from, from whatever I'm at now, really down a bit, up a bit, I'm pretty comfortable. Um, as long as it's not anything substantial. No, great story. And I'm sure you would have inspired a few people today. So uh, keep up the good work. Well done. And thanks for Brilliant. joining us, Kieran. All Thank the best. You. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. There we are. Kieran Amos lost seven stone in lockdown, then scored the winner in the FA Cup for his team. It's a great, great story, story, isn't it? Yeah, yeah terrific. Excellent. It's uh, Mrs. Found that she did. She's working for us. <laughs> really? <laughs> she she unearthed that one in her in our uh, oh, well, well done in her research good. capacity. So um, it's yeah, uh, watch it. You you could be replaced. Oh yeah, yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. There we are. That was this afternoon show. Well, we'll be back tomorrow from one. Johnny Brownley, Rick Wakeman, uh, spot fixing, and uh, NFL. Some of the things we're discussing. 
uh, tomorrow. How about that? Excellent. Uh, we'll see you then. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.